um, ever uh, hang around in a white robe and a turban? No, never. Wait, that sounds like the Moonlight Night. Moon Podcast Escalation! Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. And we've been having a rough go of the uh, of the Alan and Anne saga, I, I think is fair yeah, to say. Unfortunately. But these next these next two episodes, next week's in particular, but this one too, I think. Is really going to help pick things up a little bit. We're going to be watching episode 55 of Sailor Moon R, which is called Is Seijiro the Moonlight Night? Mako on Fire. And to do that, we are joined by a very, very special returning guest. Donna Dickens is back. Donna, welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to uh, to talk more about Sailor Moon. I am delighted to have you back. I'm, I'm very excited because you are finally getting to talk about Sailor Moon again, as opposed to uh, all the other stuff that you have to talk about at HitFix all the time. No Sailor Moon content, Donna. I What's tried. Going on? Is it because there's no new Sailor Moon right now? It's because there's no new Sailor Moon content. You know what? There's only one of me, and if the news would slow down for five seconds, maybe I could do something. But <laughs> Or if they turn it into a really terrible live-action movie like they did with Jem, don't do that. Don't oh. do it. Oh, Chris, oh, man, did you see it? Have another miniature crossover episode of uh, between us and the Jim Jam because I have not seen this movie yet. Don't just 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 let it die. It's just put it out of its misery. Don't see it. Just don't. We we had uh, uh, Annie uh, Creighton from the Jim Jam podcast on just a couple weeks ago, and I know they put out their special episode where they had someone fly in. Wow. Uh, the podcast is, I believe, in Canada, uh, and either had to fly or drive down. Uh, and they all three went to go see the gym movie together. And I, I'm just kind of like saving that podcast. Like that is how I want to experience that movie. Wait, instead of watching it or after you Instead watch of watching it. it yeah. Wow, like, okay. It, all right. I feel like watching it will not give me anything. Donna, would you, would you back me up on that? I mean, it might give you rage and or disdain, but I don't think it's going to give you any... <laughs> positive emotions oh yeah see there we go uh well donna this is your this is your third episode of uh of sailor business so if people want to hear your uh history with sailor moon they can go check out your first appearance which was very fun uh and everyone obviously should do that because look if this is your first episode bad time to join (laughs) Bad time to join. First of all, bad time to join in the show. Second of all, bad time to join in this podcast. We've got a lot of recurring jokes that we tell by now. Well, people, you know what? It seems like people, uh, I I still see people saying all the time that they've just started the podcast, but a lot of times they do seem to go start from the beginning and work their way all the way through in like a week, which is pretty awesome and impressive. Well, look, if people don't know how old Sailor Moon is, what her zodiac sign is and what her blood type is, then they need to go back to the beginning. Because no, they is... don't. You tell them every episode. <laughs> Not anymore. You still do. I, I, uh, listeners, somebody count how many episodes he has not said that because I feel like it's like two. 
Look, our heroine is Usagi Skino, and her she is 14 years old, she's a cancer, and her blood type is O. Now we're all caught up, I think. I, uh, I but can't wait until she... Stop yourself. It was just happening, whether you wanted the words to come out or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't, uh, you, you Donna, can't help has it. there been any... Uh, look, I'm trying to move the show forward. Okay, <laughs> okay. Donna, have there been any Sailor Moon developments in your life lately? <laughs> Uh, I did try to get my daughter to watch it. She's 11. And uh, she was very confused because the only version we could find of it on Netflix was the Japanese. And she was just infuriated by their voices and gave up. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. She was like, I, I don't want to read and their voices. And I really want to like this show, Mom, but I can't. And so she stopped. <laughs> and then we found it on YouTube in English and... She was like, oh, okay, this is about girls who get together and fight crime. It's like, she said it was like the Avengers, but with girls. So take that as you will. Sure. <laughs> now, are you watching the, the Deke versions on, on YouTube? Actually, I have found an insane YouTuber whose name I cannot recall, who has slightly sped up the Deke versions. You can watch an entire episode in slightly under 15 minutes. Wow. <laughs> that's an interesting uh that's hilarious to get around copyrights i think yeah that's Probably. kind of amazing i should watch but, them that way instead of yeah. i watched the 20 minute version so and all of their voices are slightly too high pitched because it's going in fast forward but it's just fast forwarded enough that it's just, it seems like a knockoff brand of sailor moon but is still recognizable <laughs> as sailor moon that's amazing. Well, uh, I will say, if you do feel like making the investment, the the current DVDs that are being put out, the Viz DVDs, the voice acting is really, really great. And and I was thinking that a lot for these next two episodes because there's a lot of Makoto, and Makoto's voice actress is fantastic in this show. That that might help. Although maybe skip the next one. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of dodgy stuff in the uh in the the Snow White play. There's a lot of dodgy stuff in this whole season. I'm just like... It's true. This is like the bold and the beautiful with teenagers that have superpowers at this point. Mm -hmm. Did Now, did did you have your daughter watch these episodes with you or earlier you tried to do this? This was after my first go around here because she wanted to know what was going on with why I was talking in my office and laughing a lot. Um, (laughs) So we watched the Queen Barrel run okay and then it kind of fell off and to be perfectly honest i had apparently wiped this season from my mind i had forgotten about moonlight night i had forgotten about the cards i had forgotten about (laughs) alan and Anne. i had forgotten about the doom tree i was just like what am i watching and then it was like the veil lifted i was like oh god i remember this why why did this even happen much like sailor moon you lost and retrieved your memories there that's that's perfect yeah i gotta say it's pretty easy to forget about a lot of this this run of the show because i feel like that happened to us and i watched it like like last year <laughs> i watched it last year and again when we started these episodes i was like oh i love i love alan and Ed. they're great i love all the guardians me too these episodes aren't terrible at all <sighs> yeah from queen barrel to like two teenagers that i know that they're not actually brother and sister but their relationship is so insanely weird it is <laughs> That I'm like, are they like in the Japanese version? Were they because they're Japanese people are way more cool with like weird, wonky sibling relationships. I mean, Marmalade Boy exists, so like <laughs> Chris likes to say that they are, I, they but, are, but they're they not, are. they absolutely are, they, they are, are the children of the doom tree, right? Like, like we're all children of the earth, 
No, but if there were only like two of us <laughs> and the earth was around and like talked to us. But then you'd uh, still have to populate. Yeah. I, there's only two of you. I don't think that they're brother and sister the way that we think of brother and sister. That that being said, that's not to say their relationship isn't a hundred percent fucked up, especially next episode. I can't wait to talk about that. But we should stick with this one for now. Yes. I, I agree though, yeah. I again I also have very fond memories of that. But again, they're coming back in this episode and the next episode. They're fun. These are good ones. We've had a we've had a rough batch recently, but these ones are fun. So, you know, there's some good ahead, maybe. Yeah, and and now everyone these... has their upgraded powers. Yeah. These do not uh, continue the pattern of going from middle-aged dudes to teenagers to children to babies. No. As Alan and Anne's targets. Thankfully not. <laughs> they're not They're not attacking pregnant women. I'm very in this, glad. In this episode. But on the other hand, nobody says anything as good as our next target is babies. <laughs> uh, is that true? I have some pretty good quotes from this one. I mean, look, there are some, there are some good ones. And I know you said the name of the episode when we began, but do you know what the name of the episode is in the Deke version? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, oh, go ahead. Tell us. It's, Please it's, tell me. It's food fetish. No. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. No. <laughs> it yes. is. Why would you put the word fetish in any capacity <laughs> in a children's show? Especially is... when it sounds like foot fetish, right? Like that's a pun <laughs> on foot fetish. No, but like a food fetish is also a thing. Sure. Yeah, but again, they're they're big on puns, so I'm assuming that they meant it in the pun way. <laughs> so if you watch the episode from Deke and you are more than 12 years old and you see that the episode is named Food Fetish, and then later, you know, Sailor Jupiter is trying to feed Alan squid, like it just gets really. <laughs> what is yeah, that? Like that is, I will say, on a purely functional level, that is not a good summer. Like, that is not a good title for what happens in this episode. No, no. Like, I would never, like, I would never watch this episode and then describe its events as food fetish. <laughs> now, and also, you, the one, I will say in Deke's defense that they, they named it that before the age of Googling. But you would not name it that in the age of Googling. <laughs> no. <laughs> because people would Google it and that would be bad. <laughs> Yikes. It's like maybe an episode lemon party. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe they called it that. But there you go. I get like I guess we should just go ahead Let's and just start do it with it. the episode. But before we do that, uh, we do want to remind everybody that the first Sailor Business contest is still going on. We've got an entire set of Sailor Moon manga to give away. That's all 12 volumes of the manga, plus the short stories, plus Sailor V. Those will be going to one lucky winner. All you have to do is write a fanfic starring me and Jordan uh, <laughs> that will be read out on the show on the episode where Chibiusa makes her first appearance. Yeah, so it should take place during that episode. And we will just we have gotten acted out. We've only gotten a couple. We've only gotten a couple so far. We've been like the contest has been going for a couple weeks. So I'm really like, look, your chances are pretty good, right? Yeah, now. yeah. You still have a shot. Don't think, oh, I'll never win. You might win. Give it a shot. We've had one that I think takes place in the opening of the show. We've had one that takes place during the Sailor Moon says portion of the show. Okay, well, let's not give away too much. Let's not give away too much. But definitely yep. write in. And write to us at, let's see, what is it? SailorBusinessPodcast at gmail.com? SailorBusinessPodcast at gmail.com, which I had to go set up because someone is lazy. <laughs> uh, because someone already had set up, let's see, the Twitter and the entire 
website for the show. Uh, <laughs> and edited like like forty episodes, something of it. like that. Yeah, so pretty lazy. Yeah. yeah, just look. Don't make excuses for your laziness, Jordan. That's... Speaking of which, let's talk about food fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Too. Hey, everybody. We've had a lot of fun here at Sailor Business. There's nothing Sailor Business about food fetishes. Uh, this is going to be good. So this episode kicks off. This episode kicks off with a lot of Ami and Makoto hanging out is what it kicks off with. Well, okay. Uh, sure. I, I was going to say, I know you're going to make this episode all about how Amy is heartbroken because Makoto doesn't notice her constant advances. But that's not what it's about. Oh, no. Like, that's absolutely <laughs> what it's about. Like, oh, you mean, like, the scene where Ami, like, clutches her heart <laughs> and is trying to, like, profile Makoto's ex-boyfriend to find out what she likes in a person? Uh, yeah, yeah. Donna, continue, Donna, I can't remember. When you were last on the show, was it before or after Chris had started his constant campaign for the love between Amy and Makoto. Uh, it must have been before, yeah. but uh, I'm on board with yeah, this. <laughs> I will set sail with you, so. It starts with Amy and Makoto just kind of hanging out and talking, and uh, Makoto is in love with Moonlight Knight all of a sudden. He, she's just sitting there going, oh my god, he's so glamorous, and he says, adieu, that's so cool. And he looks exactly <laughs> like Tuxedo Mask, so I'm like... That's true. Nobody like, notices, though. No one notices. He looks exactly like Tuxedo Mask to the point where everybody was just like, oh, yeah, it's it's Memoru until they both showed up together. Yeah. yeah. Which, whatever. <laughs> so, like, when when Lita is fantasizing about him and takes Alan and superimposes him on top of Moonlight Knight, both his hair and eye color change. Yeah, he doesn't look anything like him. She's got a perfect right. recall of exactly what they both look like and they don't match. But she's like, it oh. must be. I was going to wait until this happened in the show, but we might as well go ahead and talk about it now since Donna brought it up. Makoto, for some reason, starts thinking that uh, Seijiro, Alan, is Moonlight Knight. Well, it's Amy's fault. The only thing you can see of Moonlight Knight is his eyes. It's the, and his like, hair fringe. His, and his hair you fringe. Can see, you can see a little bit of his hair, but the only part of his face you can see is his eyes. Seijiro has weird eyes. We have talked about it. Yeah, yeah, he has alien eyes, yeah. He has alien eyes slash possibly foreigner eyes. Uh, yeah, I unclear. don't know what they're meant to be, but his eyes are different from everyone else's on the show. It is a weird leap of logic to make. It is. Did anyone else, when you were watching the beginning where like Alan is playing the pipe and all the girls were like, he's so good at the flute, be like, have these girls ever listened to anyone play the flute before? Because... <laughs> I ain't impressed. Like. No, he's really not. Well, plus he, again, he knows like two songs and he plays them constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Uh, so two weird things with the beginning. Well, first of all, uh, Deke Dub, quote, Lita fantasizing about Moonlight Night says, I wish the Moonlight Night were for real and not just some superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, wait, what? First of all, superheroes are real. You are one. And he <laughs> is one. And you've met him. He's for real. What? He is like, and also your friend's boyfriend used to do the exact same thing that he is doing. Yeah. Like you have literally seen this relationship play out. So supposed to be older than the other girls. Isn't she? No, she's same grade. Oh, 
But she goes to a different school because her uniform's different. No, no, she has to wear the a, a wrong uni- She's wearing a, a wrong uniform because they don't have uniforms in her size because okay, she's so right. massive at five foot seven. She's yeah. five six. Five six. I'm sorry, I exaggerated. She's, I apologize. She's towering. She's a a giantess, <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> So then we get to see uh, Melvin show up with with a, a giant lunch for Molly, uh, or you know Umino and stuff, and um, Umino and Naru. Yes, and then uh, after seeing that again, if you're a new listener, this is not this is confusing. And then Amy goes making lunch for your for your boyfriend sure is popular, and I was like, is she making fun of Melvin? Like, why did she say that when he just made her lunch? <laughs> And then, even worse, Amy's like, well, if Melvin can get a girlfriend, surely you can snag Moonlight Night. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, this this weird little look into uh, the Umino-Naru relationship that we get here, that has gone from being something about the show that I remember being kind of sweet and nice to something where it's like, every time we see it, we're watching a weird horror movie <laughs> while this other movie's going on. It's pretty creepy. It's yeah, weird. Like, there's a part where they're like where he is trying to feed her, like literally put food in her mouth in this episode. And it's so weird because she's like, please stop. And he's like, no, come on. It's cute. Just eat the shrimp. She's like, no, I do not. I don't I don't want to do this. No, but this it's is... but I, well, I couldn't tell. I was looking at that scene. I, I think that that scene was I think she is like embarrassed, but happy because it sounded like to me. Didn't somebody at one point t- tell us there was something it was during the, the Amy Berger episode. Somebody told us there was a thing about, about girls not opening their mouth wide. And so he keeps I, going like, say, ah, open up, ah. And she's like, no, no, I can't. I vaguely remember <laughs> that, but also like. Well, that's a cultural difference like then. But to yeah. American viewers, it definitely looks like Bali is trapped in a relationship that she does not know how to extradite herself from. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Because that she's 14 exactly years old and doesn't have the life experience necessary to be like you are fucking creepy get away from me but again don't let's not forget she's also really mean to him all the time okay yes she is really mean to him but the weird thing is everyone else on the show has kind of evolved and changed a little like even usagi yeah has kind of gotten like a little better and a little like a little nicer about things except melvin has never changed (laughs) like melvin continues to be like, oh, by the way, you remember when you used to hang out under the tables? Yeah. At, in the lunchroom? Well, he has done a couple of brave things. Just a couple. Eh, I guess. No, listen, nothing I'm not nothing huge, but like remember he tried to defend her. He threw shrimp at a monster one time. He threw he Tuxedo Melvin. Did he was, that. Yeah, Tuxedo Melvin, yeah. Yes, their relationship is terrible and I hope it gets better, but I don't remember if it does. So Yeah, I do not either. <laughs> so uh we get the title of the episode, Food Fetish, and uh <laughs> yep. We then move right into Usagi being late for school, so late that she doesn't have toast in her mouth. They make a point of mentioning that she she didn't stop for breakfast. She did not stop for breakfast. And Luna is dragging her lunch, which is bigger than Luna. (laughs) Oh, poor Luna. uh, Behind her, trying to catch up with her on the street. There is, this is the start of there being some really, really fantastic animation in this episode. Again, I have, like, as we have said before, we are just the Sailor Moon fans who bought microphones. So I don't know who the director on this episode was, but this one and the next one both are really a step up from what we've been seeing recently for animation. It's really, really good stuff. Kazuhisa Takanochi. 
Kazuhisa Takenoji. That person is very good at directing Sailor Moon episodes. Yeah. He also did the the ghost episode a million years ago, among many others. So there you go. We do like that ghost episode. Go watch the uh, the Negavision fans uh, fan dub of that one. It would be fun to see former guest who did in fact put it up on a uh, on Twitter. Uh, she did in fact link to the Negavision dub where she starred as the weird little girl. Oh, I didn't see that. I'll have to go back and find that. So we're at school. We and we see the Maria is very upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, because you know Sailor Moon is a terrible student. <laughs> She's late, she sleeps in class, and she didn't have her homework all at once. But for some reason, Haruna is, goes easy on her, which I don't quite get. I know it's, be, I know it's probably because they're similar, because right? they have the scene there where they both are jealous of uh, other girls' lunches in exactly the same way. But yeah, I'm not sure exactly why she's letting her off easy this episode. Maybe she's just worn down and tired. She's, just <laughs> she's like, I just, I just can't today. <laughs> I'll buy that. So, so then we get the scene that you that you mentioned where Haruna all... might be my favorite character on this show. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> For the tiny amount of screen time that she has, Haruna is the best. The the lovesick teacher is your favorite. <clears throat> the teacher who is exactly like Usagi. Yes, slightly more responsible. She has a job. I yeah. think that's about where it stops. She holds it down. <laughs> yeah. She hasn't murdered a child that we know of. She covered it up really well if she did. That's yeah. a side of responsibility. Yeah, I'll give it to her. So we do get the scene. It's, it's lunchtime at uh, at uh, Juban Middle School, a.k.a. Crossroads Middle School. And as Amy said, it is apparently very popular for couples to share lunch, which is appar- has apparently not been popular. Well, it's not just I that see- couples are sharing lunch. It's that... Girls are making lunch for boys. Girls are like bringing lunch to school and being like, boy that I like, eat this lunch with me. Except obviously in Molly and Melvin's case where for some reason Melvin's the one making lunch. But as a result, that's why we see like a giant flock of girls standing around watching Sejuro play his flute holding their lunch bags because they all want him to eat their lunch. Because he's the like the Pied Piper of teen girl <laughs> or some shit. I'm like, what yes. is... <laughs> Again, Deke Dub, he goes, thanks, all of you, but I don't ever do lunch. What? (laughs) We find out later that he does not understand the concept of food. But yes, that is, uh, he just goes, no, I don't. I don't ever do lunch, everybody. And then saunters away. Like, he, like, like, parts the girls, like, the Red Sea. And he's like, I don't do lunch. And, like, like, I was like, put on sunglasses as you say it. Commit to being full wasp. Well, this is following up on the last episode where Natsumi says, like, is offered lunch and goes, no, I only eat energy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. She does. At least she's honest. What I don't understand is he's again, he literally has a giant herd of women following him. He kind of like very quickly walks away as casually and quickly as possible and then jumps three stories in order to avoid them. Why doesn't he just drain their energy? Like, why isn't he using this everyone is in love with me ability to just be like, I brought them all to lunch and then I fed off their energy. Uh, because he does sense. not. <laughs> right. He, he does not have the ambition and the gumption of a Jedi <laughs> who would have immediately gone. Lunch seems very popular with humans these days <laughs> and started a, a taco truck. Oh, <laughs> uh, I want to see that episode. <laughs> 
I mean, literally, he dodges a giant crowd of adoring fans, and it was just like they would. If you said to them, "Lunch is not on the menu, but I'd love some energy," they'd all be like, "Me, I'll give you all the energy," and he would drain them all, and the doom tree would last forever. The end. Yeah, because it would have been love. Yeah, love energy. Yeah. <laughs> Could have gotten some of that Molly energy. <laughs> no, she's not. She's busy with her her terrible boyfriend. Oh, so uh, you get the great scene where, um, well, like we said, we see the, the, the superimposing of the faces when it's, uh, it's Amy's fault. Amy goes, hey, you know, he showed up right at the same time that Moonlight Night show started showing up. And that's Instead when, of saying, hey, he also, sh-, like, you know, uh, Seijiro and Natsumi also showed up at the exact same time as, uh, as those two weird aliens who look exactly like them. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just no, want to... Yeah, throw, uh, yeah. throw a quick link into the chat there, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Let's see. What are we all looking at? Uh, no, you're cheating. No. <laughs> misleading. No, was misleading. It was a screenshot from this episode okay. that I'm sure people will be able to see at sailorbusiness.com. Chris, Chris posted a, a screenshot where Amy is, uh, or rather, uh, um, <laughs> Mako is uh, looking longingly at, at him, and uh, Amy is going, uh, no. Because I know what that screenshot is from, and you're taking it out of context to make it look like she's upset that he's in love with her. When, in fact, this is when she goes, I bet you he reminds you of your boyfriend who broke your heart, doesn't he? And she's like, no, not really, except that they both like music, and so in that way he's a lot like him. And then she goes, that's dumb, because it is dumb. That's not love heartbreak. You are misleading uh, people. You are misleading I... people. Now, talking about, though, that, like, they don't seem to realize that, you know, the aliens showed up at the same time as Alan and Anne. Sailor Jupiter doesn't even put two and two together when she watched him go into an alley and then three seconds later he's jumped two stories onto the chain link fence and is balancing on it like he's just standing on ground. She's just like, huh, how'd that happen? Right. It's like, are you, are you, what? Like, I know you're 14, but they say you're first rodeo. Like, what? (laughs) She's probably thinking, I, I could probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. He, he literally jumps. It's got to be minimum three stories because it's, it's at least a two-story building, and then the chain link fence is another story right. tall. So it's at least three stories he jumps. I like when, he, when she smacks uh, Amy on the back, makes her fall over, and her shoe falls onto her head. And Amy gets a red handprint on her on her sailor uniform, (laughs) on her school uniform, from the brutality of this of this uh, smack. Yeah, Yeah. pretty great. By the giantess. By this five foot seven, five six. Excuse me. This five foot six uh, monstrous. Uh, young lady that is Makoto Kino, yeah. the sincerity of wood. So like we said, because Makoto is dawdling behind and not in the, the crowd of people, she sees that he's up on the roof and goes, runs super speed up to the roof to see him uh, and give him her lunch. Uh, at which point he's sitting there going, why do they want me to eat their lunches? <laughs> this weird human interaction. <laughs> it is weird, right? Is, like, no, and he- he even says in the deep dub something about, you know, maybe the food is what makes all these girls crazy because yes. he doesn't understand. Yeah, it, do, it it is such a strange idea that they would all be like, and I guess, again, I guess they're making extra lunch to share. Or is it that they just brought their own lunch and are going, you eat it instead and I'll just not eat it? I don't know. I don't even understand. I don't know. Someone that understands Japanese middle school <laughs> culture, please let us know why this is happening. <laughs> So then we get, uh, Chris, you must have been thrilled, a more scene of Amy eating. 
Yes, adorable. And talking with her mouth eating, full. She is wolfing down some uh, onigiri and doing math with her other hand. She is doing one-handed computer math while just scarfing down her lunch. It is amazing. She's, she's talking to herself with her mouth full. Uh, and I like that she has apparently uh, written and is using a program that she has created for the sole purpose of determining what the chances are that someone is Moonlight Knight. Guess, guess what, Amy? There is no logic that is going to follow that reveal. <laughs> Her data has determined that there is only a, what is it, a 0.2% 0. 0. chance yeah. that uh, Sejiro is Moonlight Knight? Pretty yeah, unlikely. You'd almost think that she could extrapolate that algorithm to be like, what are the what are the probability that certain students are these creeps crazy aliens how many new students do we have and their heights and weights and then you know algorithm that oh it's alan and ann let's let's go talk to them well in her defense why would a pair of aliens pretend to be high school students i don't know why would vampires <laughs> pretend to be high school students well yeah that's this a good does twilight. <laughs> wait are you telling me that this is where they got the idea for twilight that's amazing God. I also was like, wow, I forgot how much Yu-Gi-Oh stole from this season. <laughs> but no, you make it. It's true. I don't know why aliens would be in junior high. Like, it's not even high school. They're pretending to be eighth graders. I mean, again, they must have based it on. I mean, are they actually that age or do they just look that age? I guess they actually are teenagers, like you said. I mean, they they act like like shitty teens <laughs> is the <laughs> thing. And do they have an adult? Like, I know the Doom Tree is, like, their parent or whatever, but is there, there's no, no responsible, like, where do they get money for this apartment they live in? They magicked the apartment. They just, like, zapped it when they what? got there. Yeah, the, the, the first episode, they were in a little pod, and they showed up, and they just kind of zapped the apartment and started living in it. It was empty. No, notice <laughs> that, like, an apartment just magically is, like, there now? No, no, it was already there, but it was empty, and they just zapped <laughs> themselves into it, and nobody cares. And no landlord was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, well, we had a discussion about this when it, uh, when it all happened on the show, and I am of the mind that it is completely believable that there would be empty real estate in the Juban district <laughs> that it is not hard to believe at all that people are just moving the hell out and that you can get a very nice apartment that no one is living in. <sighs> you never know. So Usagi walks in dying of food and then freaks out of no food. I mean, and uh, freaks out. Hunger because, is what most people would call that. Right, right, right. I, I knew it was something like that. And uh, she freaks out that Amy has already eaten all of her own lunch and how unfair that is. All of the faces that Usagi makes in the scene. Now, Donna, I I remember, I remember you being our first uh, Usagi hater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm wondering if you agree with me on this. I think that all of the faces that Usagi makes in this sequence are hilarious and adorable because she is so way over the top cartoony. Like I love this scene for Usagi. She goes through so many emotions so quickly. No sympathy. You forgot your lunch. This is what. This is suffer. Just suffer. Yeah, this like, is this is her at her least sympathetic. Definitely, for sure. I do like. No, how I she's shaking her, and she's like, oh, "Stay with me. I'll get you orange juice." <laughs> I don't think this is Usagi at her least. I mean, yes, she overslept and didn't eat breakfast and forgot to bring her lunch. But I think that Usagi is very like comedic in this. I think she's you know, she's very much acting like a child who forgot her lunch. Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting to me because 
I guess maybe Japanese schools are different than American schools, because if you forget your lunch at an American school, you just buy lunch, and then you're in debt to the lunch, and, like, you bring a check, and you're like, here. Like, it, the, the school will not let you starve. They oh, if you don't have you money? Food. Okay. Yeah. Well, and nowadays, it's even more high-tech. My kids don't even take lunch money to school. There's a, there's a website where I just put money into an account, and it just doles it out from there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like a like a like a like a college meal plan or something. That'd yeah. Weird. All yeah, right. and I can like check and see how much food they've been eating if they got ice cream instead of like lunch. It's like very Big Brother. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's kind of amazing. All right. All right. Well, this was a long time ago. This was way back in 1992. Right, but still, like she can't is... buy lunch. Like... <laughs> this is 93. 93. Okay. So get it get it right, Jordan. Sorry. 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 Uh, Fake Sailor Moon geek, get out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, now okay, does anybody know the, roof. the secret of this uh, of the of the tiny smiling squid snack? It's it's, it's not sausage, really squid, right? It's right? Like a hot dog. Is that what it is? I it looks like a hot dog. Let's see. I am currently googling a squid shaped sausage. Yeah, uh, I've seen. Sh- those like it's how you get toddlers to eat hot dogs so she's basically treated up like a toddler but hot dogs are good why would you need to trick a child into eating a hot dog well that that well because children are are tiny little monsters yeah yeah, now that you've said that though i do see lots of i i I typed in japanese squid hot dog and i see lots of little hot dogs uh carved into squids that's pretty funny which also makes Lita's dream of owning a restaurant a little hilarious because, like, her her great feat of cooking is boiling hot dogs and then, like, carving them into, sh- like, little tiny squids. Mm. <laughs> like, that's her, I, culinary, her culinary genius. Now, again... <laughs> Don't you can't insult her around him. He's going he's gonna to freak out. <laughs> virtually everything I know about Japanese culture comes from Sailor Moon, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and the Power Rangers. But I, I feel like the, the cute octopus-shaped sausage is kind of a staple of cute meals, you know, cute, like, school lunches. Like, cute meals that you would take to lunch. I've seen them in a lot of different places. That's fair. Uh, I've seen enough cute bento boxes where I'm like, why would you even bother? You're just going to eat it. It will all look the same in 30 minutes when it's in your stomach. Why did you cut it into the shape of freaking Hello Kitty? Why does it look like that? It's very impressive, though. But I like that uh, Seijiro reacts to this like we would. (laughs) Because he is is not from that culture. (laughs) He is very confused by it. Yeah, he's like, what is this thing? I don't feel like any of us would say, this reminds me of one of Earth's sea creatures. (laughs) So we're not (laughs) monsters uh, or aliens, uh, but still. They're not doing a really good job of hiding the fact that they're aliens. Thank God they're in a middle school and not with... They're terrible. Yeah. They are awful at hiding that they are aliens. Maybe that's why they went to junior high is because like preteens and teenagers are so self-absorbed that no one will notice. Now that I know that this is a hot dog, I want to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you can very easily make it. Yeah, uh, that sounds good. It's you just take a sausage, you cut the ends and when you boil it, it will spread. Yeah, like an octopus. That's awesome. While (laughs) Seijiro is staring at this thing, trying to figure it out, uh, Makoto is on some Columbo shit yeah. with this investigation. Oh, this is subtle uh, and deep. Just very subtly, very casually saying, uh, Sejiro, do you like white roses? <laughs> and 
Wait. And Moonlight and scimitars and cultural appropriation. And do you ever feel like wearing Arabian clothes and a cape? So, do you ever feel like wearing Arabian clothes and a cape? (laughs) (laughs) And it takes him a minute to be like, wait a minute. Does she think I... Like, it takes him a while to, like... (laughs) He's just like, why is this crazy girl feeding me hot dogs and asking me about cultural appropriation? (laughs) It's so strange and wonderful and so strange. And and again, and, and, and she's... The look on her face is hilarious and adorable because... She's not you. I mean, you 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 described it as Columbo, but that would only be if Columbo was like, "Oh, whoever did this murder is the most wonderful man I've ever met. I can't wait to find out who it was." Because she is like blushing, like, "Oh my God, do you like wearing Arabian clothes?" Because if you do, oh man, maybe this should be called food fetish. (laughs) (laughs) Lita's trying to tell us something. Jordan, I was being a little bit sarcastic with that. I don't think that that Makoto is investigating in a very subtle manner. Oh no! What? Yeah, yeah. That's sometimes I say things I don't mean. That's opposite. for comedic effect. And you know what? That's that's on me. I shouldn't do that. Why do humans do this? Wait a minute. <laughs> um, so anyway, he tries the hot dog squid, and he chews it very unemotionally and he swallows it very unemotionally <laughs> and he's like that was good <laughs> end of end of transaction <laughs> but then she's got a whole box of delights for him to try and that's when Anne shows up and starts fuming and screaming yeah. uh yeah well she she's like hey i would appreciate it if you didn't hit on my brother which okay in the the japanese in the subtitles uh Makoto's response is getting jealous over your brother is so uncool, which I love. <laughs> but in the the new dub, the the Viz dub, uh, what Makoto says, it, she straight up goes, you're being really creepy about your brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. she straight up says you are being creepy. Uh, I want to go back actually a, f- a fraction of a second, because after we see Anne before she storms in, we actually get the big speech that... <laughs> Makoto gives about why why making lunches is a thing you do for the person you love uh, because he asks her about it and she says um, let's see what does she say girls express their feelings uh, by doing things for the person they love and then she goes on to say they'll even lay down their lives which I was like that's a big jump from making lunch (laughs) he's like what is the big deal about making lunch and she's like I would die for the person I love. I would die for Riley. Sorry. <laughs> okay, listen. You you've heard you've you've heard Aiden on the show before, my lady friend. Yes. You know that Sailor Moon has a very uh, key point in the history of our relationship. Aiden likes to make mixtapes, mm-hmm. and like she sent me a mix CD when we first started dating, and that first like really before we were really dating. Uh, the first uh, mix CD she sent me did include Prince's "I Would Die for You." <laughs> okay. Wow. So, so I'm like, this is seems perfectly normal to me. I was gonna say it might seem a little over dramatic, but I'm entering teen years with my children, so this seems par for the course based on first person experience at this point. <laughs> Why do you want me to eat this lunch? I would die for you. <laughs> yeah, it seems seems right. Seems right. All right. 
Uh, so, so he says that's a little ridiculous, and that's when Ansel comes in and starts yelling at them. And yeah, they do. They have a big fight, and she is clearly so jealous, but has to be keep going up. I mean, of my brother. So, not. I mean, like not like that, but I mean clearly. He like that. starts. He so, starts choking yes. to the point where he turns into uh, to his alien form into ale. I was really unclear on that. Like, is he choking? Is the food terrible? Is the food hot? I couldn't it's tell. Spicy, according to the the dick dub. Yeah, the, yeah, the dick one definitely said it was spiciness, but I I was very unclear. Nope, I'm gonna call it the I, dick dub from here on the out. Dick Sorry. Dub. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Chris? I think he's choking. You think he's choking? Well, there's no resolution, yeah. no matter what is happening. They, no, they, we just cut away. <laughs> we cut. A, it's that's the commercial break, it's, like it's cliffhanger. So weird that that's how the Doom Tree saga ends. <laughs> so weird that Seijiro just, just dies. dies. It's cool. <laughs> and Makoto has to live with that forever. Oh, I killed him. I killed him with my lunch, love. And when I say live with that forever, I mean she is an immortal. <laughs> so oh, yeah, that's true. So she is going to live with that literally forever. In, oh, uh, I do also want to mention the Deke dub also has them talking about totally different stuff in that in that scene. Uh, they're not talking about love. They're talking about about food <laughs> and about right because it's a food fetish <laughs> and about uh why she loves cooking so much and why it's so why she's so passionate about cooking and that features the line from from alan is that why you want to open a restaurant to give your love to strangers <laughs> yes it's a little judgmental alan. <laughs> but coupled with the title of food fetish it starts getting really weird <laughs> Yes, I want to give my love to people with food. It's like, is are, Lita's going to grow up to be a very niche webcam girl. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. So when we rejoin our story, <laughs> look, as long as she's with Amy and oh. happy, that's all I care about. When we rejoin our story, we get a, a reprise of the earlier scene with Haruna and Usagi. But I love this one because at the end of it, Haruna is just so over uh usagi that she just puts her hand on top of her head and rotates her and sends her away yep. and it is an amazing little bit of animation uh so, usagi's so hungry luna has showed up at the gate with the lunch i'm assuming that she's like been dragging this lunch for the entire school day and finally yes. has brought it to the gate of the school which which by the way it's dusk <laughs> at this point <laughs> mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is like the skies are purple. The shadows are long. It is it is nighttime. Yeah, it took her eight hours. And it's heavy. Yeah. Look, we've seen Luna like we've seen <laughs> Luna move around the city pretty quickly. Nobody was there to strap it to her back like they did with that clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. The clock. <laughs> she runs all over the city with the damn clock. And no one was there to strap it to her the first time. Well, well somebody Shingo did it. Yeah, Shingo was just doing it to be a jerk, and she was like, well, I don't care. This is actually helpful. Alan and Anne are walking home. She's being mad at him, and then Makoto shows up and is like, hey, let's... Uh... I'm a stalker. Yeah. I'm in love with you now. Like, again, like as always, she's she's fully devoted to this new crush. And Anne's just like, whatever, go ahead, fine, have fun, whatever. Gentlemen, if a woman ever says, fine, do whatever you want, that is like a rattlesnake tail. <laughs> like, Alan is not old enough to know that this is a trap. <laughs> Yeah, it's very true. So they go to the, like, kitty park and sit on bouncy 
things and to have like a conversation about, oh, also, this is super strange. Amy goes, or I'm sorry, Makoto goes, yeah, I know what this is like. My sister hates me too. Yes. Which was like, what? You're what? You're who? We don't even know you have a family and now you have a sister who hates you? Like, what is going on? Oh, you mean her sister who is never mentioned or seen? <laughs> yes. Again? Ever? So strange. Maybe that's why the sister hates her. The sister has to live in the basement. Then he wants to ask her a question and she gets super excited, thinking that it's, do you want to go steady, I guess? Like, I don't know why she gets so excited. Uh, but he's just like, can you please explain to me this food thing again? Because I still don't get it. So she tries. And meanwhile, Anne gets so mad that she's like, I'm going to transform into a monster. Alien, you know. Whatever. She's got fabulous hair, so either way. <laughs> it is weird seeing her hair grow like 50 feet really quick by just fading in. Just goes, Vroom. there's a ton of hair. Where does it go yeah. when she's not in alien form? Like, is it there and you just can't see it? Like, if somebody tried to, like, touch her back, they'd be like, ugh, why <laughs> yeah, does your back feel like invisible hair? <laughs> <laughs> they might. They might. So then we see that Usagi is, like, wolfing down her food at ridiculous pace. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty – and getting it all over everyone else. Again, like fantastic slapstick animation <laughs> in this part. Like just really, really great stuff. And then uh, Usagi, then we get to see Usagi being kind of a jerk again, too, because she's yeah. she freaks out because Makoto has a crush on Alan. Right. Which is like, what do you care? You're into Mamoru, except that one time that Alan said that he was into her. So now, you know what I mean? OK, come on. You can't you're not allowed to have all the boys either but she's going to try to go screw things up for Makoto. Yeah. All right, this, uh, this is why I don't like Serena. Like, <laughs> like I said, this is not her most flattering episode. I just want to point out that I, uh, while we've been talking, I went and did a little bit of research. Oh, let's hear uh, it. I busted out the Guardians of Order Sailor Moon role-playing and resource book. Okay. Just to check on this. Both of Lita's parents died in a plane crash. Though still young, Lita lives alone in a small apartment in the Azabu Juban district. No what? sister. Well, that's... Hang on. That's Lita. Lita didn't say anything about her sister. Makoto did. Uh, that's... That's... That's, mm, that's a lot of technicalities there. I think Lita... Like, I think Makoto literally made up a, a, a fake relative. <laughs> you think she's just lying to get in Alan's pants? Yes, yes, that sounds like a legitimate thing that she would do. <laughs> I mean, the look. fact that a 14-year-old is living alone and the state is just cool with it? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? I mean, look, all of these children live alone. No, like, see, again, that's we're, we're, now, we're talking about a role-playing game based on an American translation of a Japanese thing. I don't think that the actual people making the show were sitting there going, yeah, 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 this girl lives by herself. I think they were just like, we have no interest in their, her family, so we're never going to show them. That's all. I feel like it's got to be a mistranslation in the subtitles. Because in the dub, she does, like, in, in the new dub, she doesn't say that either. Really? She just oh. talks about, like, you know, I, I guess you're, you know, I guess it's tough when your little sister hates you or something. Like, she does not, like, I noticed it last night when I was watching it that there is, there is a subtle difference there. I, I mean, I would think they were just correcting it. Like, in the in the in the subtitles, you have to put what it says because somebody might be watching, who understands it, and they would go, "Why did you write something that's not what they said?" But if you dub, when they dubbed it, they probably just went, "It's been a zillion years later. We literally have the hindsight now of knowing that we never hear or see this girl in the entire show. 
let's just let's just leave that out. Well, if anyone, I, I know that we have we've had some uh, Japanese speakers on the show as guests in the past. Uh, if anyone out there speaks Japanese and you want to take a quick spin through this episode and let us know if that is what Makoto says, then uh, at Sailor Business on Twitter and Sailor Business Podcast at Gmail. One quick thing that we did skip over that I wanted to mention because I wrote it down in the new dub when Luna brings Usagi her lunch. And you saw the, the scene where Usagi is, like, cuddling her lunch. In the new dub, she is just whispering, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, <laughs> to the lunch. Not to Luna, to the food, Aww. which it's is true. great. Like, again, a lot of really great physical comedy and also, like, like comedy put in the dub in, in, in this one, if you have the DVD. I feel like, though, Chris, you have uh, tried to divert us away from the fact that we were talking about that Serena is awful because she <laughs> went to ruin Lita's date with an alien boy. Yeah, yeah. For, out of like, <sighs> out of jealousy. She's like, I know I have my destined moon lover, but I also want this other guy yes. to be into me, too. <laughs> but he's garbage. She needs, she needs what, what she needs a side piece. <laughs> oh, man. Because memory was so garbage. And at least Alan's hurt age relatively (laughs) speaking and knows who she is well yeah that's true and has never called her a trash pile (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't know about that he's probably called her rotten things when she was sailor moon and he was an alien yeah but he like seijiro has never called usagi oh well well well. mamaru has called usagi those things (laughs) prince uh, and Demian never calls her those things. Whatever. Anyway, um, so so back to their their non date in the uh, in the uh, uh, preschool uh, uh, playground or whatever. Which it's pitch black by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's late at night. Um, Anne shows up in alien form and just starts wailing on them, which is funny because she's basically also attacking Alan. Yeah, which is great. And she goes over to Makoto's bento box and just steps on it. And it's just like, yeah, how's your lunch now? And in the Deke version, she says something like along the lines of this is going to be what your face looks like soon. And just like as she's stepping on it. And it becomes a big issue because then Makoto for like the rest of the episode is like, how dare you ruin my lunch? She literally says, how dare you destroy my precious lunchbox? Um, which I was like, okay, if, if you're really into your bentos, that's cool. The title is starting to make more and more sense <laughs> as we go on. So it's time to pick a Cardian because Seijiro transforms into L and blinds everyone because why not throw in some new superpowers? It's Sailor Moon. People love it when people just randomly develop new superpowers, right? Well, it's also super weird. Now, what's this is what's interesting about the episode is Anne just came in and attacked the two of them. Like, she literally blasted Alan as well. But then Alan transforms and is like, Anne, I love you. Well, he gives her a kiss on the cheek. He gives her a kiss on the cheek. And it was weird because I didn't get this impression watching the original version. But when I watched the Deke dub, I kind of got a different impression. I'm not sure if I just missed it the first time or what. But the impression I got was, oh, he actually did not have any interest in Makoto. And I wouldn't even say he was leading her on. He was just being his dumb self who doesn't know anything about anything and going, so what's the deal with love and, and food? And he actually is asking because he's like, because well, spoiler, at the end of the episode, he gives Anne food. Like, I feel like he actually was like just going, no, I need to understand this food love situation because I have a girl I like and I'm going to give her a thing. And he was not trying to lead Makoto on. That's what I think. What do you guys think? I, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. I, I will also agree. I mean, Alan, why would he have any interest in any human girl? <laughs> it, 
like, know that he has a thing for Serena, whatever. Serena's <laughs> got, like, a magical vagina. I don't know. But, like, every boy wants her. But the fact that, like, he has someone that understands him and has been through the same things that he has and they connect on multiple levels like of course he has no interest in a 14 year old girl like why would he which is what makes next episode double fucking fucked <laughs> yes how terrible we'll they are there. you mean we'll double get... great you mean double yes. best yes yes okay well, you're right we'll get there so even though she just blasted him he shows up and goes hey i love you pick a card let's let's kill these girls and he's so romantic in its weird way. Like yeah. he's like, I'm sorry, babe. I didn't mean for you to think that I was gonna cheat on you with this hoe. And then they they summon uh, John Romita Jr. Typhoid Mary from Daredevil. Yeah. Well, they, you know, she picks a random guardian who just happens to be a bento box monster. <laughs> is that what she is? Uh, well, do you want to know her English I, name? It took me a long time to figure it out. Yeah, her Japanese name is Utan Burino, which okay. is the only thing that she says. It's really annoying. But do you know what her, uh, her deke name is? What is her deke name? Mophead. <laughs> that is... That it's awful. Yeah. I mean, and, she and again, has weird I, hair, and there's a moment where she just washes her hair for some reason. She I, does. I don't know why. <laughs> she really does look like... John Romita Jr. Typhoid Mary. Like, you are spot on with that description. <laughs> I, I, like, honestly, I would not be shocked to hear they were inspired by her. Like, it's, it's weird. Anyway, I don't know. And then she washes her love, hair and gets powerful. I don't get it. I would love to have a conversation with Naoko Takeuchi about how much she likes uh, and Nascenti. Like, that would be an amazing. That would be great. That, that is something I would love to have or hear. Well, so, so you're saying this is a bento monster. So, are they actually wrapping them in in in, in sushi seaweed? I think that's what it's supposed to be because she's got that. She's got like a piece of shrimp as an epaulette. <laughs> that's what I thought it was a, a fried piece of that, shrimp, but I wasn't sure. That makes way more sense now because I was very confused as to what they were wrapping the girls in because it made no sense with her theme if her name is Mophead. Like what? right. <laughs> right, Moffat is just total gibberish. Makoto is recovering from being blinded. She's kind of got her back to a tree. She's a little hurt. And fortunately, uh, Ami is there to to go over and attend to her. And and they can they have a connection. They have a moment. There's a lot of love in that moment no, that I there feel. There is not any love in that moment. You are exaggerating so much. That, that you don't understand love, Jordan. But, but I do. No one's ever made you lunch, Jordan. <laughs> That's not yeah, true. Jordan, you don't even know what, what what the connection is between food and love. Well, you don't know about the food. Technically, fetish. I'm much more likely to make lunch for 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 my wife than she is for me because she doesn't really cook and I do. I don't even and I wouldn't even say I do. I do is an exaggeration. I do a little and she doesn't at all. Yeah. So, so, so you don't so you don't get it. So you don't understand. Oh, that, that means I'm the Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're the Melvin. Oh. So anyway, they all get wrapped in seaweed, and Jupiter tries to blast the no, she can't. She gets wrapped in seaweed. Thankfully, at the last possible second, <laughs> in comes a white rose to save the day. Now let me say, he does less than normal in this episode. <laughs> he <laughs> he throws one rose, it lets her out of her wrappings. And then he literally, for the rest of the episode, stands on top of a streetlight. And that's it. That is it. He does not move until he leaves. <laughs> he just watches the rest of the fight from on top of a streetlight. And that is it. Maybe he likes to I see do... them tied up. <laughs> oh, 
in seaweed That's food, not fetish. A food fetish. If it's seaweed, it is. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> uh, I do feel like we should point out that there are two people. That there are two men in this scene. One of them bears a striking resemblance to Sejiro. One of them is Moonlight Knight. <laughs> yes, very true. Just, just heads up for Makoto. I don't know what you're uh, talking about. Alan's hair is totally different color than Sejiro's. His eyes are a different color, and his skin is a different color. Yeah, uh, yeah except for his eyes are the same weird, very <laughs> distinguishable shape, and he also has the same voice. Well, and, and a flute. And is also and hanging out with flute. someone who is same exactly flute. like his sister. And same and flute. Dude, I would have never noticed this if the title episode had not been called Food Fetish, and this is probably going way too far. Oh, no. Like, no. I'm about to go way too far, but that flute looks like a really veiny dick. Like he cut off a dragon. A veiny dragon dick. He plays yes. the veiny dragon flute. <laughs> you will Thanks never for ruining see. the next five minutes of our discussion, Donna. <laughs> because now what happens is that uh, Sailor Jupiter is so inspired by uh, the idea of sacrificing oneself for friendship that like everyone else in the past few episodes, it is time for her to get an upgraded attack, which is Fucking awesome. It is. Okay, but... It is the Supreme Thunder Dragon. <laughs> and it is a giant dragon made of lightning that is, like, 80 times bigger than the monster and should, by all rights, just do this monster immediately. I have a question. Yes. Why no, is... No, no. We, we are not going into any questions. No, I have to ask. Why is a dragon made of lightning more powerful than lightning? Because it seems like... They just get equally electrocuted, but it's a dragon. Because uh, it's a dragon made of lightning. Okay, all right. I don't, like, what are you having trouble with here, Jordan? It's angry because it's been castrated, and now it wants revenge. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that I'll believe. So so she, uh, she zaps the monster, and then all of a sudden, crescent beam, what? Venus is not in this episode. Fire soul, what? Mars is not in this episode. Where are they coming from? They just showed up. I've not been in this episode at all up to this point. <laughs> Mars burns Usagi and Amy out of their seaweed, <laughs> and thankfully they fall into water, but they are all <laughs> burned up. Their hair and their skin is burned. <laughs> and Serena gets upset about it, and Ray is really shitty to her. She's yep. like, God, nothing's good enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> I only set you on fire and set you oh, free. No. Come on. Thankfully, she's okay enough that she can use her halation to destroy the monster. The end of that fight. Before the end of the fight, we do get a shot oh. of the monster kind of against a backdrop, a quickly moving food backdrop, which is kind of the only way that you know that she is supposed to be a lunch monster. Oh, I missed it. Uh, okay. Yeah, but that's, that. that is the, look, it's the only reason I knew. That she was a bento box monster and not some <laughs> weird mop. Why does she wash yeah, her and hair? Not, She's a bento box Yeah, monster. why does she wash her hair, dude? Do you think I have all the answers? <laughs> <laughs> so, again, like I said, uh, Moonlight Knight has been standing in the exact same place the whole time, and uh, now the fight's over, he goes, bye, and he leaves. Uh, but they do ask do. him, who are you? And he's like, you'll find out. And, um... <laughs> No, he says that he's a friend of the sailors, a true friend of the sailor scouts in the Deke version, and yep. it flies away. And then uh, 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 Makoto uses logic, and she says, Moonlight Knight understands love, therefore he could not be Alan. Yes. <laughs> sure, yeah. Good call. That okay. makes a lot of sense. And then Also and then, does not look like him. 
But you know who he does look like? The boy that broke her heart. Oh, right. Because he also said adieu. (laughs) And that is when Amy is, uh, she's up to here with it. She is, she has had enough. The entire, no, the entire group of scouts falls over in shock and disgust. Anyway. I just want to like give Lita a hug and be like, stop. This like whatever boyfriend this was. He is your ex-boyfriend, so why would you want another one just right. like, stop it? Then we get the button where Alan has made a giant feast for for Anne, and she's like, oh, that's so sweet of you. And then we find out that he goes, she goes, what am I supposed to do with it? He goes, yeah, I don't know. Wah, wah. The whole thing was he didn't understand the concept of food. Well, that's how it happens it's, in the Deke version. No, in the Deke version, go ahead, tell us the Deke version. Yeah, and the deep version, he gives her the food, and she's like, what are those brown balls, basically? And he's like, I don't know. And he, she's like, you eat them first. And he's like, no. And then that's it. <laughs> the ending is really cute in this one, I thought. I just Again, yeah. just the way it's animated and the way it kind of comes off of, no. okay, so what do we do with it? Like, I think it's really cute. I really enjoy Alan and Anne together as, like, a couple. So watching them work through their teenage angst is really fun for me yeah as like they are way better as shitty space monster teens in love than they are as as villains for this show sure i'll give you that yeah i would just watch a show about them being like shitty space teens trying to figure out how to subsist on earth and them not being like really terrible villains yeah that would actually be fun like no sailor scouts just the two of them learning about the world yeah, probably not draining energy <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cut that part out yeah <laughs> because that would be mean just have it happen off screen like every now and then you just see like the shoes of a dead person <laughs> but they never talk about it it's just yeah. there so i feel like we've learned a lot today yeah uh, jordan did, were we supposed to learn something from this episode of, were I, we supposed to learn something i think you know it's obvious I'll, let me play it for you no one can accuse me of being a picky eater i can tell you if you are you're missing out on a lot and i don't just mean junk food and the sweet stuff i love all sorts of vegetables and fruits and i like trying all sorts of new stuff too like kiwis and papaya and different kinds of melon too it's really worth it let me tell you only problem is i only have one stomach oh if that girl would only have the same enthusiasm for everything else (laughs) yeah that's it's that's not only not tied into the show that is not textually supported (laughs) no it's a food fetish damn it she likes mangoes and papayas and melons. Yeah, not just junk food. She also likes fresh fruits and vegetables, everybody. Heads up. Don't go back and check on that. Don't yeah, go don't look for footage. She's lying. Lying for notes. Lying to your face. Citation needed. I feel like we also learned a lot. So it's time for Sailor Business says, Donna, what did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? Oh, God. That you guys don't like it when I point out that the flute looks like a dragon dick? Like, I don't... <laughs> it does! It does! And... The only reason I know this is because I have terrible internet friends and there is a website that I will not link you, but I will, I will, where you can buy giant dragon dildos. And I don't know why that's a thing that exists. And if I have to live with this knowledge, so does everyone else. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, let's see. 
<laughs> I want to say that I learned that Columbo had a secret crush on all murderers, but that's not technically <laughs> true. Look, don't act like there wasn't a real connection between him and Donald Pleasance. <laughs> that would be the best. Vulcan episode. Cassidy OTP. Um, uh, I don't know. I, well, I mean, I, I learned about that. Yeah, if you really love someone, you're going to make them lunch. And if you're not, then you don't really love them, I guess. That's that's really sad. Uh, I learned that at full speed, it will take an average-sized cat about eight hours to get across uh, a single Tokyo neighborhood while carrying lunch for a very slim 14-year-old girl. I really wonder if Serena has, like, a tapeworm. No, it just takes lots of energy to enact the transformations. But then the other girls would be eating all the time, too. So I think there's something (laughs) wrong. Medically speaking, wrong. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Well, no, because again, that would affect them. I was gonna say maybe like the, I, the the being Sailor Moon is like a parasite, but then no, that's Chibi Moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all coming out now. True. <laughs> She's the Scrappy Doo of this universe. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. If well... Scrappy Doo was Scooby's son from the future, <laughs> no, that was... show would be a lot more interesting. No, no. <laughs> Scooby-Doo has no supernatural things in it at all, except for the terrible parts where it does. Time, so the time new, all science. the new stuff does. Does the new, does the new show? Science. I haven't seen the new show. I don't know about the new show, but all of the movies that came out, the very first one that had real anything was Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. It was the first time the monsters were ever real. They were actual zombies. And I know this because at the time my son was five and thought Scooby-Doo was amazing. We had to buy every fucking movie. And I watched them all at least a thousand times. So there was a very long time in the early 2000s when all the monsters were real. Boo. Mystery Inc. didn't, but they would also do these great episodes where it would just be like, yeah, I just had a jetpack. And they'd be like, where did you get a jetpack? And the guy would be like, the military. And that would be the only answer. And they'd be like, yeah, that, that checks out. <laughs> what is the new show called? I know I heard I heard there's a new one coming out or it's maybe it's out. Uh, the new show is called was it, is it Stay Cool Scooby Doo? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Scooby Doo? Something like that. Editor's note. It's Be Cool Scooby Doo. You guys are real close. I have not watched that one because the animation style doesn't look quite right, but uh Kate Micucci is the voice of Velma, which is oh. seems like very good casting. Sure. Alright, well enough about Scooby Doo says. Uh, Scooby Doo says. <laughs> That's not that how brings us to it. the end. Uh, I like this episode a lot. It I was think great. This episode is a lot of fun. It's because it's goofy and it's like it's teen problems. It is. <laughs> I love it when there's teen problems that play out in a superhero story, especially between like teen girls superheroes and teen aliens and love. Yeah, this was a really, really fun one. Again, this is what reminds us that, oh, wait, there are parts of the Doom Tree that are good. So don't give up on it yet. Because it's been grim around here <laughs> at Sailor Business Headquarters. Uh, we'll get we, through like, it. We, we have ended recordings and Jordan and I have had conversations like, like, were we like were we wrong about the Doom Tree stuff? Is it going to be like this until Rini shows up? And uh-huh. then it'll get way better, right? Yeah. Like, it's going to like, well, there's going to be more gunplay going on. <laughs> Duh. But yeah, I think this one and the the <laughs> next one that we're going to be talking about next week is a a pretty fun episode. So yeah, like if if you've been feeling a little let down by by Alan and Anne and the Doom Tree, go go watch this one. It's it's goofy and silly and very like slapstick cartoony, which I think is fun. Oh my god, I just looked up why the the monster was named Utan Barino. Please, because it. <sighs> Wow, this is this is difficult because we would not have been able to 
figure this out because it's it spells something else written backwards, but not written oh. backwards in English, written backwards in Japanese, meaning the Japanese letters in reverse order. So it would not be O N I R, it would be N O R I. It spells Nori Bento, which is oh, okay. so it's got a bento and uh, okay. uh, dried seaweed and bento. Uh, so there you well, are. Well, then, okay, that explains the the ropes then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and also food fetish. <laughs> Ah, good times. It all comes back around. (laughs) All right, well, that does it for uh, episode 55 of Sailor Business. Before we let you go, Donna, could you please let everyone know where they can find you online? Sure. Uh, You can find my work at hitfix.com slash harpy for all your geek feminism needs. You can find me on Twitter at Mildly Amused. Excellent. I'm on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. Our uh, production guy who does the editing for the show is at JJ underscore Mason. And what about you, Chris? You can find links to everything I do at uh, about.me slash Chris Sims. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-M-S. Uh, a couple of Dracula comics that I wrote are up on uh, on Comicsology now, along with X-Men 92. So check those out. They're from a few years ago, but there might be a new one coming. So keep an eye out. Oh. But that does it for this episode. We will be back next week with Steal a Kiss from Memoru. No, thank you. And Project (laughs) Snow White. Until then, keep your mind on sailor business. You want to open your own restaurant, Lita? To give your love to complete strangers? No.